Hey there, welcome to Thrivers, nonprofit leadership for the next normal. I am your host, Tucker Wanamaker, the CEO of Thrive Impact. Our mission, solve nonprofit leader burnout. Burnout is the enemy of creating positive change, and we wanna connect you with impactful mission-driven leaders and impactful ideas so that you can learn to thrive in today's nonprofit landscape. I am joined here as usual and delightfully with my co-host, Sarah Fanslau, Chief of Impact at Thrive Impact. Sarah, it's nice to be here with you today. Oh, hey, Tucker, it's nice to be here. Well, you know what, we've been, we've been learning a lot, haven't we? I, or I have, have you been learning? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to say we've all been learning a lot, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've been learning a lot about, about leadership, about uh, our own interpersonal dynamics, mm. about yeah. We've been learning a lot about, um, or I'll speak for myself. This is what I've been learning about. <laughs> you can you can speak for your lived experience. Perfect. Those are two things so far for me anyway. Uh, <laughs> I've been learning uh, much about what's really going on inside of myself. You know, mm -hmm. when I have, when I, when I, I've been noticing a lot more of when I get into reactivity. We talked about that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in terms of conscious leadership and going into spaces of creativity. And I've been noticing, you know, a lot more clearly when I'm in cycles of reactivity and what do I need to do about that? Um, been noticing the power of reflection, mm. trying to learn a little bit more about how to lean into that. Sarah, what have you been learning about? Mm. Well, I wait, before I, I share, I almost want to go deeper into what you're learning. So like how have these learnings manifested themselves? What, what have you done with them? How has it changed your daily life, if at all? Hmm. You would make me go first. Fine. Sorry. Fine. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. Um, well, you know, you and I had an experience this last week or a couple experiences probably, uh, where we basically were not happy with each other. <laughs> you know, true. I definitely know I was not happy with you and I could tell that you were not happy with me too. And you know, I mean, I, literally my, my statement to you in Slack was, it seems like we're not in a good place, space of co-creation right now. <laughs> and um, I think one of the things, particularly around reflection, is one of the things I notice and I'm, I'm trying to work on currently and actively is um, not jump to solution, but jump to reflection mm. first. Meaning like, do I need to jump to apology even though I don't even know what's really going on? Do I need to jump to solution even though I don't really know where we're at? Yeah. Or can I just jump to reflection of just noticing? Like really, I mean, it's funny. The, this journey of pause, notice, choose while we teach on it, we are, you know, I know that I'm, I, you are as well, a lifelong learner around this. Sure. But I was noticing, you know, the other day when we were not in a, in a great co-creation oriented space, uh, that I, I needed to pause and see what was going on inside of me. Like, why was I triggered? Because I was triggered, yeah. right? Straight up. I was, I was feeling triggered, which yeah. means to me, you know, as we talk about with conscious leadership, that's starting a spiral of reactivity of trigger, react, trigger, react, trigger, react. Yeah. And so knowing that um, I know that you are, your intentions are great because mm. they are. Um. I believe mine are too. And that yet at the same time, I also just wanted to share a, 
as best as I could in a non-judgmental way. And you can tell me how I did. I have no idea. Uh, but in a way that just was able to share my lived experience, but also in, you know, hopefully invited your lived experience. And I know that we're still going to be talking about that here, you know, over the next week or so. But, uh, but what I was particularly noticing was, you know, something that, a, a, a incredible mentor of mine, John Berghoff shares, which is we don't learn from our experiences. We learn by reflecting on our experiences and that pause, notice, and choose that pausing and noticing piece is a space of reflection before I respond mm. or before I apologize or before I, uh, come up with a solution or just jump into it. And, and, and so I've been, I've just been thinking through that, uh, and trying to live into that too, um, which is creating intentional spaces of pause and reflection particularly asking what might be going on inside of me and also what might be going on inside of you. Yeah, definitely. So I'd say that's, that's a, a that's a big one for me actively right now in real mm -hmm. time. <laughs> yeah. Going hitting reflection first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not that. solution first or yeah. apology first. Yeah. Um, but what's just just noticing first reflection first. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, it definitely resonates a lot with me. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, clearly, you know, Thrive Impact is a, we're in the messy middle, right? As an organization, which means we're going through a steep climb right now. And uh, it's a little bit of constant whiplash, right? Between there's way too much going on and how are we going to do it all? And is there going to be enough going on? Can we pay the bills right straight yeah. up? Um, so I think organizationally, we're in a really interesting time where it feels like we're on this fulcrum between those two possibilities and they both require decisions on either side and it's being prepared for what might come either way, which I think is, it's just a tough spot to be in, you know, in some ways as an organization. That's probably why they call it the messy middle. Um, and I think, you know, for me coming from one of the things I'm reflecting on is just the the difference that context makes, right? Um, I have come from, you know, not huge organizations, but certainly much larger, larger organizations. Um, and that, you know, that had process, that had HR departments, that had technology departments, that had this department and that department and this department and that department. And we don't have that here right now at Thrive Impact, right? Which means we're all kind of doing all of the things. And uh, I think that that by its nature um, causes more creative conflict, right, than it would otherwise. Mm. Uh, and so I think one of the things that I've been reflecting on and just noticing is that context matters. And sometimes I think what, you know, like zooming out to reflect on the meta experience, I think sometimes help, helps give perspective mm. to the micro experience, which is simply that we are living through an organizational time that is by definition challenging. And by nature of our small size, the um, room for creative conflict due to not, we've spent a lot of time clarifying roles, but because we all have to do them so much, there's a natural crossing, right? Which happens in the day-to-day, -day, yeah. which doesn't happen as much 
in places where roles are more divided, right? Because there's more people to do the roles. And so I think that that is the first reflection I have is just this piece around keeping in mind the where we are right now as an organization frame and what that means for yeah. how things are going to collide more regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the second thing for me is, uh, and, you know, is allowing and almost expecting a degree of conflict and being okay with that, um, right? Uh, and almost like just, you know, putting in the reps until you get past the feeling of, of you know, whatever you're feeling, anger or frustration. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you certainly need to talk it out. And sometimes I think, again, there's uh, situations that are creating things to collide in a way that creates conflict that in some ways, you know, can you learn from the experience and and move on and apply that learning, you know, or do you need to stop and say, you know, here's the time to stop and like, let's focus on if there's something deeper going on here. But I think that's one of the things I've been reflecting on is um, in some ways we have to pick the times or the places or the spaces we want to say, you know what, we need to stop and like dive deeper into what's happening here versus I want to pause for a second and think about what I can learn here and then apply it as we go. But it may not be a time where I need to have mm-hmm. and work through something uh, from a relationship perspective. And it may be, but I think there's a question for me there of what that looks like and how frequently you do it and what it means to say, you know what? We just had a shitty day, y'all. And we got into some arguments. And you <laughs> know what? Up. That's okay. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a little bit okay. Because yeah. we're in the messy middle. And yeah. a lot's going on. And mm-hmm. you know what? We're all human. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, and too, you know, that we have, we have personal lives that are, but we're really whole humans. And so, like, yeah. I know, you know, last week, I was going through a lot with my, with my daughter, who needs heart surgery by the end of this year. And I was, had the therapy session, which I've started going back to therapy for the first time in probably 20 years. And I'm so grateful for it. Um, and you know, there was a lot stirring in me last week, just personally that, that because I'm a human, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't have my personal life and my professional life. Uh, you know, I don't typically think about work-life balance, although I probably need to a little more. I tend to think about work-life integration, like yeah, so many things, like I'm just, I'm a whole human basically is what yeah. I'm saying, you know, and, you know, and that, those play factors involve into, you know, into what, what we're, what we're dealing with. Like I, there's this coffee shop I go to right down the street from our house that has that, the statement of, um, essentially like be kind to someone, be kind to everyone because you never know what know fight they're, on. you know, you don't right. know what fight they're fighting today. Yeah, totally. And and just this benefit of the doubt, you know, kindness to one another and, and recognizing that there's, a, there is a lot going on. Sometimes it is the conflict, whether a relational conflict or task conflict within an organization. Yeah. And then sometimes we're just having a shitty day or a shitty week or, um, and we're not sure what to do about that. And it's just like, I, I, I just, I think I need a pause yeah. <laughs> and then I'm good. Yeah. 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 But just, I think that's part of it is just like, and playful is one of our values and it's not quite playful. It's not quite what I'm suggesting, but like taking things lightly sometimes, right? Like, 
and being able to be like, you know, that was shitty. Mm, and, 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 you know, you and I have regular check, check-ins. I was going to say checkups, like the doctor check-ins. <laughs> Maybe we need to have weird. a checkup. <laughs> <laughs> we measure our blood pressure together on Zoom. No, we don't do that. But, uh, but, you know, and like regularly in those sessions, we talk through what's going on. Right. And so for me, one of, and this has always been important, like feedback moves at the speed of relationships. Like you cannot give more feedback than the relationship can hold and that's a delicate balance sometimes mm-hmm. but it's something that i just know because i've learned it um and having regular times on the books like we do to connect and work through things i think is really important um which means that any week whatever's gone like we already have a spot on the books mm-hmm. to talk about it, rhythm. right we don't yeah. have to create a new thing or you know have a special ceremony you know (laughs) hey let's let us talk about all the things today yeah like put it on the agenda you know a little bit so i don't know that's one of the things i've been thinking about like how can we how can we move through things quicker and Mm -hmm. like give both of ourselves some more grace to be like ah yeah i might have been a little bit of a jerk today maybe you were too that's probably Mm -hmm. okay you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yeah yeah and to to the rhythm point, I'm I'm really excited about our quarterly. We do a quarterly strategic planning process, which is a quarterly pause and reflect on how did the quarter go. Yeah. Like yeah. those rhythms to me, I think what a great time for our quarterly planning to happen next week. It's a, like right into the first quarter or the last quarter here, but but still, just what a great time for that to to have for us to just intentionally pause you know, re get into the right space <laughs> and see what, yep. and, and ask ourselves, what are we learning? Which is why we're doing this podcast. What are we learning right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're learning to reflect. I'm learning to just, you know, move through things and look at the, the meta context a little bit. What, what else, what, what are the other things you would say you're, you're learning? Um, I mean, this one goes a little deeper. I have two, two thoughts. One's a little more tactical and one's a little more deeper. Mm. Uh, but the deeper one is, you know, as we've gone so deep in this conscious leadership work with Dr. Daniel Friedland's work and leading well from within. And, um, you know, as I was going back into some old videos of Dr. Danny, and for those of you who don't know, he was a, a dear mentor of mine and um, he was a neuroscientist who wrote an incredible book called Leading Well From Within and uh got to meet him in the, this uh, community i'm in called exchange and he, he his whole work was around awakening conscious leadership uh and he passed away uh, back in october and so i do like to regularly go back and look at videos the beauty of zoom and all these incredible workshops that i've been a part of and have helped to facilitate is with with danny we have so many videos of him teaching and um i went back to an old video of him of when he was talking about cycles of reactivity and cycles of creativity. We got that from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was using the story. He said, you know, there was, there's data, of course, that is, and there's both data and we all have lived experience around cycles of reactivity, trigger, react, trigger, react, kind of what we, we talked about earlier. You know, if you have kids, you definitely have had this experience. If you have, uh, you know, partners or spouses or people who you're like you and I are at thrive impact around like partners in this organization and what we're doing, you know, there's those cycles of reactivity, but he said he was looking into the data before and he couldn't find the data of what's the spiral up of creativity. 
And that's when he started to look into his own lived experience and his own mother. And um, in particular was the story he brought in. And, and he was sharing the story about his mother who, um, who was a woman who was, who was very insecure. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and he even had a picture that he would show of her of, you know, you could just kind of see this angst behind her mm-hmm. smile and mm-hmm. this, you know, kind of protection and insecurity. And then he showed a picture after she had found out that she had got diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, it was a cancer. I can't remember what it was, but it was one that you typically have six months to live. And, and she ended up living uh, 13 months, I believe is what it was. Mm-hmm. And he said that it was one of the most incredible years of her entire life. Cause she, for some, you know, she let go of some of that. And, and what he said was, is she was able to receive love. Like she realized that those things that she was insecure about just didn't matter. Mm. She was able to receive love mm. and also give it. And what I've, as I was really going through that, I was reflecting, going back to your question, what am I learning about myself? I've been noticing that I'm, I've struggled for a long time to receive love, mm. frankly, like receive help, receive mm. uh, support. Like, I feel like it's awkward for me to ask for help. I just, you know, it's still some of those old, old beliefs that I've held on to. If you want to do something right, you got to do it yourself. If you, yeah. you just, you know, you just hunker down. It's the old startup mentality, like hunker down and get her done. Yeah. And, um, as going through this situation with my daughter last week and, and therapy actually too, I've been realizing how much I am, I am stealing from other people's cycles of creativity and my own, because if I don't have a healthy balance of giving and receiving love and, and connection and belonging based on the neuroscience, uh, I'm actually stealing from that cycle. Mm. Um, and so it's just a, a thing I'm learning of how do I effectively and appropriately give people the space to, to support me actually. And how do I support others better too, to where it's a, it's a healthy balance, right? I'm not over giving, I'm not over receiving. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, that's been a really interesting mm. reflection for me of what is, what's going on there. Why is yeah. that there? Um, and I was grateful and I was overwhelmed by the, the care that people reached out to about Ella and my, which is my daughter and her surgery that she needs to have. Um, and that's breaking some of that, that some of that's just a trust issue. Like, you know, so that's, that's a deeper one that I'm learning right now. And I, 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 I can share something. I feel like I've seen you learn. You can tell me whether it's right or not. Um, I think I've seen you learn that there's not always one right outcome um, and that, uh, you know, it's about the destination, not the the goal. And we talked about that a little bit last week, but I think I've seen you, especially, you know, and we all do this in areas where we have expertise. We're like, oh, it's no, it's this. Right. <laughs> um, but then when we invite other people to do it with us, it's never just this. Right. Because mm-hmm. other people have different this is right and um opening up the possibility for it to be different than you imagined and that being okay mm-hmm. is something that i've seen you really work on and and struggle with a little bit recently but like work on and live into 
Um, especially when it comes to, you know, putting together workshops and facilitations, you know, I know that's a, a real area of expertise for you and like giving some of that away, I think is hard or it looks hard sometimes. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Well, you know, what was interesting going back to you, you were talking about roles. We're, we're really, yeah. really doing a good job, I think, and continuing to move forward around uh, clarity of roles of different, yeah. you know, some people are decision makers, some people are some of the implementers or the doers, some people, you know, help establish the what, like, right. here's the outcome of what we're looking for, yeah. but don't necessarily have to do the how. Right. right. And I think what you're getting at to me is, is that I've kind of blended all that together, the what and the how, like, what are we trying to accomplish? And then how are we going about doing it? And it's that how component that, that I've noticed I get, I get a struggle in of, you know, to your point, there are multiple hows, if you will, to get to yeah. a destination. And I have, I have my way and my language and my style, and there yeah. are other styles that can help support and do that too. Um, right. and how do I let, let people run with a how and be really clear about the what, like we need to have a workshop that has this specific objective. Like we need to come out of this workshop with this how yeah. would you like to go about figuring that out, you know, in a sense, and, yeah. and giving people the space to do that um, without me holding on to it. And I think that's where I've noticed the clarity of the how versus the what. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a board. Remember when we were talking about this with strategic planning, right? The, we, we created a clear delineation between the what, yeah. AKA the impact pillars, the objectives, and the how, which is how we go about doing that. Right. Usually when a board starts to get into that how category, it starts to get dysfunctional, frankly, right? Yep. And they're yep. now they're micromanaging. They're they're in that right. space of how um, versus trusting the organization to lean into what is your how and letting yep. them create that and then creating spaces of reflection of, you know, even debriefing afterwards or right. like, so, you know, do you feel like this was able to make it? What are your pluses? What are your deltas? Things like that. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Anything else you're learning, Sarah, to close this out? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the other thing, and this is, it's more like a re relearning or, you know, we, and we talked about this in the, the staff meeting the other day is we have a set of organizational values, right? Easy enough. Um, I mean, not easy, but you know, and <laughs> I think the hard part is about how you prioritize them in a given situation, mm. right? What is our primary values? What's our secondary value? What's our tertiary value? Because what happens is, and, and, and so I think my learning is that, you know, I have a very strong kind of justice and integrity orientation as a human, as a, yeah. as a person. And so that means that I also have very strong feelings about, you know, when things, when I feel like things are not honest or they are not in integrity to a, a, a value. Um, that is something that just personally is, uh, you know, really hits me the wrong way. And so I think, you know, I think that constant reflection that we all have to do and we talked a little about this a little bit last week like one of the fundamental issues of burnout is when there's a value disconnect between the organization mm -hmm. and the people working there right like that mm -hmm. is one of the, the biggest causes of burnout. Yeah. yeah absolutely 
And so I think, you know, I think as an, one of my reflections as a, as a person here at Thrive is just one, how can we collectively prioritize our values so that we're on the same page about what's first, second, and third, so that as we're making decisions, we're not personally pulling forward our own Mm. prioritization set but rather that we've done that as a group and can lean on on the group to do that and so that's one of the things i've been just continuing to reflect on lately are what are the values of thrive how or whether do they align with my personal values and then Mm. you know what does it look like to prioritize our values as a group and as an organization in order for us to make co-created and aligned choices about you know, mm-hmm. the day to day of the work, you know, how we handle contracts, how we think about pay, how we look at budgets, all of it, right? Up and yeah. down. Well, and do you think, Sarah, that is prioritizing a one time thing or is it con- contextually based based upon the specific situation? Like you just talked about playful as an example. Yeah. Like that's one of our core values is playful, uh, which I yeah. love. Well, I love it. And that was a co created value. Co created is also one of our values. Um, but like, you know, I almost re- reflecting back on what you just shared a minute ago about you were needing to prioritize or wanting to prioritize playful in a particular scenario of, you know, of holding it lightly. Like, yeah. Let me prioritize yeah. this for a little bit. So that way, yeah. then when we get into the next iteration, then we want to prioritize sustainability. Yeah. Uh, right. I think or, it definitely shifts as we grow and learn. What, one thing I saw recently it was on LinkedIn, a friend of mine or somebody I worked with in London. Um, she's in the sports space and does like girls, awesome stuff and girls soccer. And she went to a conference in Canada and it was about that a lot of the organizations in the sports world are moving from a focus on values to a focus on ethics. Um, because values are like a, a lighter, um, you know, expression that that people can like put up on a wall and not live into. But ethics are like a code of how we live. Mm. And I was I, that really resonated with me because mm. I think what I, my struggle with organizational values is so often they are just on the wall. They're not a lived commitment. And the thing about ethics, ethic is at the base of it, right? It's it's the concern for the greater good that's at the base of that set of principles, right? And so I think that's, I think so. I think I'm answering that question by saying, for me, the prioritized value is always the one that has the care for the common good at the front. Um, and so, you know, but that's my value orientation, right? So that's why it, for me, is prioritized. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just an interesting piece for us to reflect on, because especially as organizations are in the messy middle, I think values can get like, they can start to feel old quick, right? And so it's like continuing to process what it means to have them and what, and then what it means to live them, I think is something that I've been reflecting on a lot lately. Yeah, you know, uh, to what you're saying, the other thing I've been, noticing is how do we have the space to learn into the values? Because, uh, yeah. you know, a little bit what we were just talking about a minute ago around the what and the how. Yeah. There's the what of a value, but then there's the how of a value. And then there's, yeah. that's usually where the, <laughs> the tension yeah. arises, right? Like yeah. how, how do yeah. we have excellence and sustainability? How do we co-create and, yeah. and be playful? Like how do we do these? And sometimes they're at tension with each other. Um, it, but not treating them 
in a black and white fashion, like you're either living into them or you're not living into them, but in a, are we learning into them more specifically like that? Cause that's what I've been noticing for myself. Like I am, I love co-creation and I am learning a lot about what that still even means. Mm. And so how, how do we create that learning organization space? That is, is that we have this ideal and we have this real, like that holding of that tension of a thing we want to live into and how do we learn into and reflect back on uh, in, in a way that creates that psychological safety that we're wanting so that I feel like I can learn into it. I can learn into what does co-creation even mean to me, you know, which I've been reflecting on a lot, right? That was part of our tension uh, in that story I shared at the very beginning was the space of how does co-creation even happen? Um, And what are the things that I feel like I need? What are the things that you feel like you need for us to co-create and feel like we're able to co-create? But yeah, that's what I was thinking about too, is this, it's not, it's not so black and white. It's never black and white is the challenge. But I mean, and I think what we've done a good job of in this past week here at Thrive is um, bringing like one thing I think we've learned is like conversations can't start and end on Slack, right? Like they have to move at the speed of relationships. And that is like in conversation, you know? And so in this past week, we've had a few group conversations about areas where either we needed to make a decision or there was a lack of alignment. And I think those converse, it was the conversation, right. Mm -hmm. Of a group that helped um, move the conversation out of a, I'm going to do this. I don't want you to do that conversation. Right. And into something more productive, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, that's one of the things like, what are, again, what are the practices that like when we're getting stuck in a, you know, a difference about a value or a whatever it is, like what are the practices that help us get out of the stuckness? Mm. What does that look like? Mm. And I think some of what we learned this week, or at least what I feel like I've learned this week is it's it's a group of multiple voices, right? Um, having a conversation about something that together we can move forward in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then along with those, that role clarity as well like yeah making sure the voices are included and somebody needs to make a call right (laughs) otherwise you can't make like there's you have to make it always you have to decide which is to kill choice decide means to kill choice and we have to kill the choices and move and so and those are coming co-creation with role clarity i'm finding are really helpful Mm. um combo uh for sure around that yeah yeah well, Sarah, uh, I'm grateful for this uh, podcast, uh, and I appreciate you. I appreciate your thoughtfulness as a nonprofit leader. I appreciate your um, thoughtfulness in our values. I appreciate that you are a justice-oriented person, that, that that is something that is so dear and important to who you are, um, because this is a lot of our work, is there are injustices with nonprofit leaders. And... Yeah. Um, that we were realizing that we're, we're a social justice mission in many ways. And we need that energy that you have. Um, and so important. So I'm grateful for those values that you hold and, um, it's good to work with you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel the same way you, I mean, in many ways you were a yin and a yang y'all as you probably have heard and, and, and Tucker does an amazing job. You do an amazing job of 
you know, pushing at the boundaries and, um, you know, pressing ahead. And, uh, and that's a really, a really important, a really important skill set. Well, everyone, thanks for listening in to our learnings. Maybe this is going to turn into a, you know, once a month or once a quarter learning podcast. Like, what are we learning right now? Which I think makes sense since we just talked about learning organizations. And well, guess what? Let's share with you what we're learning and <laughs> document our, our own process a little bit here. Um, but thank you for listening in. Uh, if you have any questions for us, by the way, or uh, anything, feel free to shoot us an email at hello at thriveimpact.org. You can check out our our website at thriveimpact.org and see our, our, our posts or connect with us on LinkedIn. Sarah and I are up there as well as the rest of our team. Um, and also too, if you, if this has been helpful for you, pop a, pop a review in whatever your favorite podcast channel is. If that's Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, pop a review in there and let us know. It's always helpful to know what uh, impact is having as we share every nonprofit. What makes you a great nonprofit is not your program, it's your impact. And so it's helpful for us to know uh, if this is helping you in any way. Uh, with that, have a wonderful day, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks, y'all.